Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad, no one will film it. These brave podcasters will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads with Sean McBee, Kelly Levier, and Joshua Baker. Hey everybody, welcome back to another thrilling episode of Table Reads as we continue our read of Joss Whedon's Wonder Woman. I am, of course, joined by Kelly. Kelly. Yep, that's me. <laughs> and Josh. Hi, everybody. This is Josh. How you yeah, guys been? I'm doing really well. How are you, Kelly? I'm great, Josh. How was your 100-mile uh, bike ride? Very painful and hot. <laughs> it was hot. There was lots of climbing. I went to Asheville, or as they call it in Asheville, Ash Vegas. Wait, you went up to North Carolina? Yeah. Wow. Yep. I go up there all the time. Next time, I'm just going to hop on the back of your bike. <laughs> The hell you are. <laughs> it was it, it was it was as hard as it was with my like carrying my own fat ass up the hill. What are, what are you saying, Josh? <laughs> hey, I'm not saying you're fat, but I'm saying two people on a bike is uh-huh. heavier than one person uh-huh, yeah, on a bike. Yeah, that's a valiant attempt at a backtrack. <laughs> nice hole you dug for yourself there, Josh. <laughs> You know what? I'm just going to... Hey, you're the one that handed her a Diet Coke. He's just getting um, in the mood for Steve, because that's all Steve does is dig holes. <laughs> you're wrong, Wonder Woman. <laughs> this world is too hard for you to understand. For your dainty female hands. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just going to rescue he- you here, Josh. Previously <laughs> on Table Reads. So, Steve Trevor crashed his humanitarian aid plane on the Amazon island of Themyscira, where the punishment for intrusion is death. Princess Diana challenges her mother to save his life and ends up leaving the island with him. Upon reaching the outside world, she's promptly shot by a warlord, which she heals from and then fucks that warlord's shit up. Meanwhile, there's an Ares-worshipping CEO named Callus who has teamed up with some burnished skull-having creep named Shrike (laughs) to accomplish... Some sort of not goodness that we only know involves a spelled with a K chimera. Fade in. Exterior above the city, day. We see Steve's plane as it flies directly over Spearhead Tower, heading for the airstrip outside of town. Diana Six Net sits next to Steve and. Hold on, sorry. I'm trying to unbookmark this page, and it just keeps changing pages, so it's going to stay bookmarked. (laughs) Diana sits next to Steve and looks out at the enormous panorama, brow furrowed. What do you think? It's overwhelming. No, well, it's not too late to turn back. Griffin. Griffin. I I think Griffin's the bro. Oh, yeah. Pretty sure it is, Captain. <laughs> I'm both of those characters. Yeah. <laughs> is your tray table in the upright and locked position? Just get on the ground, man. We need sleep. He slips back to the others. You probably don't. Sleep? I have to see the city. Just show me where we'll be staying and I'll go from there. I'm not sure I like you wandering gateway all by yourself. I'll be fine. No, I'm kind of afraid for the city. Exterior, the (laughs) city, day. It's a packed street, but Diana still stands out as she enters frame. She makes her way through the downtown business throng, looking at everything and everyone intently. More sociologist than sightseer. A burly guy bumps into her and spins off like he hit the corner of a wall. She doesn't even notice. He rubs his shoulder, glaring. Camera arms down as she approaches to show the enormity of the buildings above her. She looks up at them too, but not in awe. As she continues through the city, we see various POVs and tableaus. A three-story toy store with a Ferris wheel inside. A homeless man pulling food out of trash can next to kids being hustled into a chauffeured rolls. 
a brightly lit facade advertising live nude girls, a barker outside beckoning. As Diana passes, someone shoves a flyer into her hand. She looks down at it and, appalled, looks around to give it back. Various outdoor stands, Greek, Chinese, Mexican. A hooker in an outfit skimpier than Diana's, who stares at Diana, asking, Who are you supposed to be? I'm glad that you were just like, I'm going to be the hooker, he is, I, I am the hooker. There was, a, there there was, was no a, debate. There was quick math in my head, and I was like, I'm not asking Kelly to be a hooker. I would like to live through the day. Unlike Josh. Oh. Exterior street, afternoon. Close on Diana, looking in wonder and a little fear. Reversed to see her in front of a storefront bank of TVs. On the TV is a news report. On the TVs is a news report. That's what it says. Overseas war and atrocity, bigger than life. As Diana steps back in a kind of hypnotized shock. Can I just point out, this is a thing that's been in a couple of our scripts. The storefront full of TVs that the person can come that's by true. and get all the info. And that's a thing that doesn't exist anymore anywhere in the world. Nope. You There's just look down no on such it. thing because nobody gives a shit anymore. Nobody's like, we have TVs. <laughs> Stories are just like, please take our TVs. Somebody buy these. Yeah. And then, you know, the TVs that are worth displaying would take up a whole window just for one of them. <laughs> True. <laughs> this, this is a trope that needs to die. Well, it's, it, it is, what is this, early 2000s? Yeah, what was this, 2006? 2006? Yeah. It's 2006. Still too late. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Not going to fight you on that. As Diana steps back in a kind of hypnotized shock, we track back to see the TV display is, a, is monstrously huge. Dozens of screens. Each image the same horror replaced suddenly by the cheery bright gloss of a commercial. Diana steps back into the street, and a guy pulling out in a convertible zings around her, calling out, Watch, stupid bitch. And just like that, Josh seizes the opportunity. I knew he would. I knew he would, too. Without looking, Diana reaches back and grabs the side of the open convertible. As she, <clears throat> as she turns, she pulls it slowly back, its tires smoking as the driver tries to pull away. Oh, she shit. holds the car in place and looks down at him. What did you say? Before he can answer, there is a cry of pain from across the street. Diana looks up at Angle, the alley opposite, where a 14-year-old boy is having his arm twisted by a dealer. It's all I got! Swear! You think you can hold out? Get yourself some nice shoes. Ow! No! Diana lets go of the car. Leave. Thank you, ma'am. He guns it and she starts across to the alley. The dealer continues to shake the kid, really hurting him now. You think I don't got 50 kids waiting to take your spot? I didn't lift nothing! Now you're calling me a liar. You're hurting the child. She's maybe 20 feet away, almost silhouetted by the light of the street. Yeah? I'ma hurt you next. You get in my business. Let go of him. Oh, what? She whips the lasso out and cuts his cheek in a dazzling flash. He's grabbing his cheek and stumbling back as it's already coiled at her hip. She approaches, passing the fleeing kid. The dealer pulls out a gun and starts firing at her. She deflects three shots, closing the distance and kicking the gun high in the air. Understand something. She catches the falling gun without taking her eyes off him. I don't like these. She tosses it aside, taking a step toward him. Angle, his feet as they stumble back against the wall of the old building, when a rat scurries across the other way. You got no right. I'm, I'm just protecting my interests. What are you doing here? I'm legitimate. You're aggressing me. <laughs> <laughs> she whips the lasso around his neck. What? are you doing? I'm just standing here minding my own crack dealing. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> no, no, no. I sell crack and guns. I also run horse sometimes. Or No, I'm... I mean, that's that's what I mean. 
I love this writing. <laughs> There's others like you. Are you kidding? There's hundreds. Gateway got a lot of needy people. Who do you work for? I pay up to Joey Gibb, but it all makes its way to Clean. It's Clean's world, and he's going to kill me if he finds out I said that. Who is Clean? Angle. His feet. As more rats, like dozens of rats, are scurrying. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Gateway City, and I'm New York. Like <laughs> I, I just love the like in there. Right. As more rats, like dozens of rats, are scurrying up from the basement grating of the old building. Diana looks down at them as they mill about his feet, his dancing feet, squeaking up at her. I'm afraid. I'm afraid now. So are, so are they. Interior, spearhead war room, moments later. Honestly, I think this same dialogue from a different writer would not work, but it works for me. Mm, I don't know. I'm afraid. I'm afraid now. It, I'm afraid. I'm man. afraid now. <laughs> I'm afraid now. Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, I think she's compelling him with the lasso. Yeah. yeah, she is. They didn't say it outright, but, you know. She didn't I, ask a question, though, either. Well... So she was controlling animals at the beginning, right? So is she controlling these rats? I don't think so. I don't think that was an active act of controlling the animals. Though... I think panthers just go two by two in Themyscira. And all of the hawks or falcons and and whatever they were. It was a whole... I I feel like... It was Noah's Ark. Two times... And now all these rats are coming up. Josh brings up an interesting point. She might have, like... Animal powers. Like... Land Aquaman power. What if she's Wonder Planet Woman? I mean, maybe that's why the script was turned down. (laughs) They're like, like, no blue skin, no green hair. (laughs) She's like Princess Planet. Much better than Planet Woman. Wonder Planet. (laughs) Wonder Planet. I'm I'm not going to lie. I literally was going through my head like, what would the female equivalent of a captain be oh it's just a captain <laughs> oh shit <laughs> you're fired <laughs> interior spearhead war room moments later op 5 is watching a bank of video feeds while the war room bustles about callus watching over it all tech guy calls out 45 seconds tech 2 Chimera's beat the projections by more than a minute, and she's taking no internal damage. Green across the board. We got geologists, structural engineers, all camera ready. Building not to code, seismic tremor. They're well rehearsed. They'd better not sound it. I'm callous, you asshole. I forgot. (laughs) You are callous. You are very callous. Thanks, Josh. Wait, no, she's not the Irish one. No, No, I'm the, I'm the mom. I'm the mom, remember? What? The mom? Yeah, the mom. Yeah, you're, I'm, I'm you're Wonder Hippolyta. Mom. I'm Wonder oh, yeah. Mom. Hippolyta. Yeah. Hippolyta, yeah. Hippolyta, yeah. Hippolyta. Yeah, Hippolyta. Who are we again? <laughs> Other than callous. Other than tired. <laughs> Sorry. They better not sound it. How is that? Callus moves toward him swiftly. What's going on? Someone's on sight. Callus looks at Angle. A monitor that shows the lobby of the building Diana was outside. It's old and decrepit, with a few tired-looking folk hanging out in the lobby and a manager behind a counter. Diana is literally shoving people out of the building. Everybody out now! 30 seconds. Where is Strife? Interior, building lobby, continuing. Diana has a few bewildered people shying out the door. She moves to the manager. Lady, you need to calm down and- How many people are in here? We have to get them out. Nobody's getting out of anything. This building is coming down. Okay, so Kelly was right. She's not controlling the rats. She noticed the rats all pouring out was an indicator of something bad happening. Yeah. You could have just stopped at Kelly is right, but I'm glad that, you know, (laughs) we we went further. Hey, look, this guy doubted you in the first place, so he really needs it broken down (laughs) for him. Perfect, perfect. I'd still like the idea of female Captain Planet, though. He looks at her, freaked, and she tosses him back against the wall in frustration, heads for the stairs. The room deafeningly groans, shuddering, 
and the floor sags visibly as a crack runs up the wall. The manager looks at Diana for a second, then smashes the fire alarm glass and pulls it, racing out of the building as the alarm blares and Diana heads up. Interior, second floor, continuing. People are already coming out of apartments, whores, junkies, and some very poor families, as Diana is moving up. Get out! Move! The building shakes again, and she moves up the next flight. Interior, third floor, continuing. More people moving frantically, and people from the top floor as well. Diana grabs a man, pulling his big screen TV out the door. She tosses him into the throng sans TV. You have no time! The building jolts and lurches, plaster smoking up the air. The staircase going down collapses. People scream. One woman is on the stairs, and Diana whips out the lasso, flicks it around the falling woman's wrist, and swings her to the safety of the second floor. The people still on this floor, about eight of them, look at her in terror. Up! Across the roof to the next building, go! They start to move as... (laughs) I love the idea that, like, she's like... Just get up to the top and then jump across the street to the next building. Just fly. Can't Come you on. do that? <laughs> What's wrong with you people? <laughs> You're women. <laughs> True. <laughs> they start to move as, unseen in front of frame, the floor balloons up like a fever blister and Ew. strife begins to appear. That's a very effective imagery. That's disgusting. Ugh. Yeah. They hustle up the stairs and Diana sees the staircase start to give way as well. She jumps on the banister below, one leg out against the wall, just as the top of the staircase snaps loose and the entire thing starts to come down, with most of the people still on it. She shoots up her arms and holds it, straining to push it back. She gets it close enough so the people can start going up, and a blow to the kidney nearly topples her. She can feel the stairs and her precarious purchase against the wall start to give looks around to see Strife just as he lands a second blow. You are getting in the way. Still, she holds the stairs. Exterior roof continuing. We see people racing out of the fire door and across to the other building, which is connected and easily reachable. Interior, third floor, continuing. The last person is stumbling up the stairs as Strife whips out a sword and comes at her from behind again. The moment the stairs are clear, she crouches down and dumps slash hurls them behind her right on top of Strife. He smashes up through them just as she reaches him with crippling punch of her own. They spar briefly, then he grabs her wrists to block a blow and stares, suddenly awed, at her bracelets. An Amazon. The floor falls out from under them. Interior. Lobby. Continuing. A two-story plummet lands them back in the now-tilted lobby, beams and debris falling all around them. They both roll up facing each other, but too much stuff is collapsing for any fighting space. Strife dives at Diana, rolling with her so that they are both wrapped up in his cloak. And the bubble effect comes suddenly, moving them from the collapsing lobby to exterior snowy mountain range, day. What? They roll out and face each other again, Diana taking in the gleaming stillness, the total contrast to her previous environs. Strife has his sword out, and the two of them move slightly, circling warriors ever. Do you know me, Amazon? Every girl in the tribe hears tales about Strife. His strength is legendary. Feels her mouth. And clearly mere legend. He smiles at the barb and comes in for a burst of violence. His blows parried, barely, by Diana. She gets in a decent hit. They pull apart, they they part again, circling. A little more fire in you than the others. Where do you get that? From my mother. Hippolyta. (laughs) (laughs) The Amazon's princess. After all this time... I was there when they bound those bracelets and sucked out the Amazon's power. The shame of it. Your mother was right to run and hide. Well, you'd know all about hiding. Was your name still feared in this new world? That one doesn't get a smile. He comes at her hard and slices her, getting in a couple of nasty blows and tossing her back. 
Stay out of my city, princess. You're well out of your depth. Am I? Believe me. As she charges him this time, but he rolls into another teleportation jump and tosses her back in the interior lobby, continuing. Just as the building's about to collapse completely, the noise and dust, sudden and cacophonous. You can't take the pressure. He disappears. The building collapses on Diana. Interior, Steve's bedroom, night. The room is tiny, dark, and quiet. Diana lies face down on the bed, naked, arms draped over the edge, a sheet loosely over her lower parts as Steve gently sponges off her wounds. You should let me call Sully. I'll heal. He picks a tiny piece of concrete out of her back. It hurts, but she doesn't show him that. Tell me about Strife. He's well-named. Of all the god's children, he's the cruelest. His uncle, his master, is Ares. Ares? God of war? As in war? If the gods are dead, why is Strife here? This is great. The city's infested with ancient Greeks. This strife probably rolled in on the same tide brought you. Every action has a reaction. But why Gateway? He called it his city. There's the old saying. You want to see the world? Go to Gateway and walk ten blocks. This really is international hub of the country. Anybody with power has got a base here. And you brought me straight to it. Under protest? Do you think it's all coincidence? Truly? The signs are all around us. You don't think I'm here for a reason? I think you're dangerous. I think you mean well, but you're looking for trouble and you're wildly adept at finding it. I think you've got delusions of grandeur and some actual grandeur, which is confusing. I don't like confusing. I hate the fact that I'm so attracted to you. Just touching you is overwhelming and I keep (laughs) hoping you'll turn around so I can see more of you naked. Oh, this is like season one Xander dialogue. Oh, yeah, 100%. Try not to laugh through it. You're laughing almost got me. (laughs) Trying to read through the shit show. He stops, even more confused than she is. His jaw sets, and he reaches down, pulls the lasso out from under his butt. (laughs) She tries not to show her smile. Oh, he was sitting on the lasso. Classic Steve. Can we not leave this lying around? There's a reason men don't like to talk about their feelings. Their feelings are lame. I think they're fascinating. Men? People. You were right about this city. Just one day here, I've already seen everything. Not everything. Such extraordinary achievements. And such idiocy. And over and over, the same look on people's faces. How do we look? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. Lost. Like somewhere inside, you all know this isn't good enough. The selfishness, the inequity, the violence, it's beneath you. But you've been in it so long you can't remember. The whole city. Steve, no one ever looks up. And that, let me guess, is your mission. She rises. Our mission. Tying the sheet around her and going to the mirror... In his tiny bathroom, she washes blood off her face as they talk. I don't remember volunteering for anything. You of all people know this is not how things should be. And Strife is proof of that. He has a mission, never doubt it. If I stop him... What if you can't? Can't. Right. Your favorite word. What if you lose? As long as there's life in me, I don't quit. Yeah, I didn't say quit. I said lose. Any idiot can win. Doesn't mean jack till you've done the other thing. Well, I can't do either till I start fighting. This guy just pops up wherever he likes. How are you going to find him? I'll do the one thing he can't abide. Give people something to look up to. Montage. (laughs) Angle. Three thugs in a warehouse as they all look up in anger and fear. And one is yanked up out of frame by a golden lasso. It's a little less menacing than like Batman coming out of the shadows. <laughs> Cracking skulls. Just like a golden glowing <laughs> lasso. Beautiful. <laughs> I like watching my little pony. <laughs> <laughs> 
angle. Diana kicking a thug back 10 feet into a wall. You know, you just brought up My Little Pony, and I know that we were trying to get through the script, but I have to bring up the Cats trailer that just dropped. Oh, God. I didn't see it. Did anyone tell Judy Dench that this movie was clearly just for furries to jack off to? I mean, they got really high. I mean, the fact they got Taylor Swift in it. What was that selling point? We know you're worth billions, but we really think that this will speak to you. We really think creepy guys that own wolf masks are going to enjoy jacking off to you. But they don't they do that normally? I was going to say they probably do that normally. No, because she doesn't look like a cat normally. She doesn't look like a cat in the cat trailer either. (laughs) (laughs) Some kind of monster. (laughs) Abomination. The whole thing is really like I only watched it because I was... Watching the trailer for the new Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. And uh, it auto played after, and I was like, I guess I'll watch this <laughs> just so I know what I'm. Oh, God, oh. why is this happening? I'm to gonna me? have to watch it now. <laughs> Not if you wanna sleep on it. You sold it. <laughs> it's, they're really going for sexy. Okay, <laughs> all right. And it's really uncomfortable, and I did not like it. And also, there's a little teeny bit of floatiness on their faces um, in the CGI. Like the mocap is not exactly on yeah, point. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it's a little uncanny valley and it bothers me and the whole concept bothers me. And also the musical is garbage. And if you like it, please turn off this podcast. I don't want you. <laughs> oh, I've wow. never understood the appeal of that Broadway show. But I think the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt season three got it right. It's not a real play. I... Go watch Kimmy Schmidt. If you haven't watched all of Kimmy Schmidt, turn off this podcast and go watch all of Kimmy Schmidt. Man. Surprise. This is just a Kimmy Schmidt promo. <laughs> Welcome to the Kimmy Schmidt podcast. You know, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a long game. 89 episodes of a podcast to finally reveal <laughs> that we're just here to promote the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <gasps> Somehow deep down, I knew. I knew. <laughs> she Googled it earlier. And like back in the day, Sean McBee, Kimmy Schmidt, best biggest fan. It is such a great show. I love Tina Fey and I, I want to hug her. Angle. Diana clotheslines a running thug who flips onto the floor. Widen to see interior warehouse night. From above, we see crates of guns. Diana is in the middle of four thugs, all of whom draw on her simultaneously. Close on her face as she readies herself. Exterior, street, day. Diana is atop the hood of a Humvee, one hand dug into the metal of the hood and the other arm outstretched. Angle. Her lasso is wrapped around a traffic light pole. Widen to see as she is holding it with all her might as the car screeches in a circle despite the driver's attempt to steer. The big vehicle tilts onto two wheels before it smashes into a parked car, Diana flying off flipping in air and landing on her feet. Exterior, same, later. Diana has her rope around one of the passengers and he's talking. Ben is taking notes as... Who's Ben? He's the South uh, African. Yeah, South oh, Africa. the South African guy. That was me. <laughs> yeah, that's you. Uh, ben is taking notes as Steve and Griffin marvel at the many, many packs of white powder spilling out of the Humvee's back. Close on, Ben's pad. The name Clean is being written at the top. Interior, dark cellar, day. A group of young Asian women huddled in in squalor look up as the roof of the cellar is torn off and sunlight streams in. Diana tosses the sheet of metal away, a roped trafficker looking glumly on. Interior, Steve's workplace, day. Sully is treating some of the women as more are being ushered in. The space is an old-fashioned bullpen. Offices with no ceiling in a bigger space. The camera arms up to see the big room beyond is sleeping a number of homeless people. In one office, Steve and Diana discuss their chalkboard diagram of crime, as the, <laughs> at the top of which is again, clean. Interior, apartment, day. A hostage taker is on the phone, yelling. Behind him are his terrified wife and children, tied and gagged. Exterior, apartment, continuing. Low angle on the negotiator talking the guy down. And above him, Diana leaps from the roof opposite to the top of the building. A couple of people see, and everyone starts to crane around to look, when the hostage taker comes flying out the fourth story window and lands heavily on the fire escape. 
Exterior street, day. We're behind a fire truck racing to the scene. As it turns the corner, we see the scene is another collapsed building. Exterior building, later. Firemen rush to a pile of rubble. And the rubble lifts. And the rubble lifts, Diana holding up an entire ceiling as dust-covered people scramble hurriedly out to safety. Interior warehouse, night. And here, finally, is the second half of the fight. When all the guns light up and Diana turns whirling dervish, deflecting every single shot with, fa- with astonishing fluidity. Within ten seconds, she has every shooter on the floor. Interior, same. Moments later. One of the thugs tries to crawl away, and the golden rope whips around his midsection. Exterior, street, dawn. Diana comes around a corner in a run-down but residential neighborhood. She looks at the sun peeking over the roof, takes a breath. A cute little girl of ten stands nearby at the bottom of an gnarled tree. She calls out. Lady? My points up. My cat's stuck in that tree. Diana looks up, sees the cat on a branch, looks back at the girl with dismissive incomprehension. Climate. Angle. A TV with a newscaster on it, a middle-aged female with a picture of the building collapse aftermath and the words wonder woman over it (laughs) reports have come in from all over the city descriptions vary but all describe her as female impossibly strong and scantily clad we are pulling back on the tv as they cut to the two shot with the male newscaster so what do you think publicity stunt probably the last time i checked heroes didn't run around in bustiers during this, it cuts to a blurry video image of Diana at the fire, which freezes. And a spear destroys the TV image. Interior, Callus's office, day. Widen to see Strife holding the other end of the spear. Callus sitting at her desk calmly. A long beat. Sorry. He pulls the spear out. I understand exactly how you feel. Then let me put this through something besides her picture. You want to go to war with the entire Amazon nation? Well, right, of course you do. But it would seriously crimp our plans. Does she not anyway? Oh yes, that's why I'm sending you back home. There's something there we need. I'm to run errands now? Oh no, this is a dream for you. If your uncle tells you you can't kill the girl, there should only be one question in your mind. What, for an Amazon, is worse than death? A beat, and then a close-up of Strife's appalling grin. Table Reads will return after this brief word from our sponsors. What's up, docs and docettes? Trevor Thompson, the self-appointed Looney Tunes critic here, and if you like old cartoons and watching online reviewers dissect them, then you probably said the same thing I did about two years ago. Hey, what the fuck? Here, watch your language, you bud. Every Saturday morning, I do a brand new commentary of a Warner Brothers short. All throughout the month, I do video essays examining the history of these cartoons. Catch my videos on youtube.com slash ferriswheelhouse2, or just use the hashtag Looney Tunes Critic. And now, here's Eric Bauza, the new voice of Bugs Bunny. <laughs> You've been listening to the Looney Tunes Critic. He a stinker. With Lucky Land you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lights. Camera. Action. So the movie's a good part. Which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Now, back 
the table reads. So guys, uh, that I feel like we're hitting on where the sexism is about to come in. Yes. Yeah. What could be worse for an Amazon? I just feel like this is we're uh, starting the downhill trajectory, and it's going to be a slide. Yeah, it's going to be all the the bondage and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. See. Yeah. See that. Which is going to be even worse that Callus is the one doing it to her Skimp- as another woman. Skimpier than the hooker's outfit. Yeah. That, that could be the justification, though. Like, That's oh, even it's, worse. It's not misogyny if a woman's doing it to her. <laughs> he says, licking Cheeto crust off his fingers. That's just his hair. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you know, gingers, they're all around me. <laughs> Right, so um, so far though, not too bad. There's a lot of Wonder Woman kicking ass. There's, I mean, I don't know why she needed to be in Steve's bed naked for him to, to like, patch up her back or whatever. She could be sitting upright with her back exposed. Like Linda Hamilton style. But then how would we ever get side boob from Colby Smulders? I don't know how you're going to get side boob from Kobe Smulders anyway. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on that. Fade in. Exterior, a club, night. The club is classic trendy. People lined up behind a velvet rope, all trying to get the attention of the bouncer. A huge guy with a headset, a clipboard, and patience for nobody. Our gang is on the street, approaching it. Nearly every trail I've followed leads to this man, clean. This is where he's to be found. Magic lasso confessions hold up in court? I just know I was meant to come here. Been reading the signs? Just the one. The camera pans up from them to the club's sign. Olympus. (laughs) God. That's fucking lame, Joss. I expected better from you. Hit us over the head with it. Steve shakes his head, <laughs> deflated. Yeah, that's how I feel, Steve. Yeah, pretty, yeah. Diana moves past a waiting girl who becomes indignant, putting her hand on Diana's arm. Excuse me? Who are you? Diana, wait, is this girl upset that Diana's, like, getting in the club yeah. before her? Because yeah. she's fucking Wonder Woman. Well, she of doesn't know that. Of course she gets to pass. No, just looking at Wonder Woman. <laughs> she gets to pass the line. That's the person... That you want in the club, yeah. (laughs) That the bouncer's letting you. Sorry, you're first. (laughs) I've been waiting here all night, and uh, I have to go to work early tomorrow, so I'm really trying to maximize my time, and I really don't appreciate that kind of attitude. What? (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Diana Diana looks at her for a second, and the girl drops her arm. Yeah, that about settles that. (laughs) They reach the bouncer, who steps in Diana's way. (laughs) Hold on. We're going inside. Not until I say you are, and I ain't saying it. Looks her over. You wait around an hour, I might take pity, because you're fine. But this crew, not gonna happen. I haven't time for this. I am dying. Doesn't matter who you are. I'm the bouncer, bitch. And the first rule of clubbing is you never piss off the bouncer. Interior, just inside the door. A bit later, I can't... Guess what's going to happen? <laughs> Diana strides into the club, brow furrowed, Steve beside. I don't get it. What? He didn't bounce. Nah. <laughs> oh, that's worse than I thought. <laughs> Although it would be a cool scene. I like it. <laughs> it's campy, but I like it's it. It's super like, campy. Like. Exterior, Olympus, continuing. We see the bouncer unconscious against the cracked windshield of a car. Griffin has his headset and clipboard. Okay, guys, from the burbs desperately trying to impress his date, you, yeah, get on in. T-shirt guy, you two, two thin oh, supermodel types come up. Oh, I, I, I didn't see that line at all at the top. I just thought he was continuing on the next page. Oh, sorry. Two thin supermodel types come up to him. Go eat something. Go to Arby's, get some protein. You frighten me. <laughs> Body shaming. No joss. Interior. Olympus. Continuing. It's crowded and loud. The dance floor is big, 
packed with a low mirrored ceiling above it. Diana and the other three come to the bar, look around. Angle. Clean isn't hard to spot. His booth is the boothiest, his posse the scariest, his life the largest. He's every inch the thug made good. A girlfriend is draped over him, clearly high. Back on our gang, scoping him out. Clean. I don't think that's his real name. Only four guards. He can't be so dangerous as all that. This has to be surgical, Diana. Those guys start shooting, the stampede alone will kill people. Diana is looking at Clean with deadly focus. She moves through the cloud. Diana. <laughs> Diana, did you. Damn it! Get near the exit. Diana comes to the edge of Clean's little enclave. A bodyguard starts to move in her way, and she jabs him hard in the shoulder, causing him to keel over in silent agony. The other three pull their guns, but keep them pointed down. You want me? Okay. Uh, yeah, you get to be the crime boss. All right. I guess you want to see me. Ooh, ooh. Hey, do you remember uh, True Romance? I don't remember much of it. I saw it once. Oh, man. I was hoping you could do Drexel Spivey. Um, Gary Oldman's character. Uh, I can't remember it. All right. I'll be clean then. Go ahead. I guess you want to see me. He throws the girlfriend off and stands. Diana says nothing. Just looks at him. I keep hearing my products getting... That's not Drexel Spivey at all. I'm not sure. Whatever. I keep hearing my products getting jacked by some crazy strong bitch in a tiara. <laughs> that couldn't be you, because here you are, too scared to speak. It's sad. The way a funeral is sad. You up in my world now. The girlfriend slinks up him. What are you talking to her? I need a little sugar. Get your skank ass off of me while I'm doing business. Honey. You can do better. The girl looks at Diana, surprised. Clean is not pleased. Hand slides to his gun. What did you say to her? I was talking to you. He looks uncertain, and she begins speaking, low, quick, hypnotic. This isn't your world. What of this did you create? Someone else told you how to succeed, what to want, what to wear, who to kill, who to be. And you made it, because you're tougher than the other man. You're smarter than the other man. Getting the edge, making the edge, defying everybody's laws to become exactly what they want you to be. There was a time, there was a you before you, and there will be a you to kill you off. That bothers you. Not because you're afraid of death, but because you are smarter. Smart enough to see past all this and know that real power is in connection, in community. Immortality is in legacy. You know the things you truly need are not the things you buy or take. You can do better. You can do good. A beat. Clean looks genuinely furious. You got no understanding at all. He gets in her face. A beat. Go have yourself a drink. Go mess around. You mess around with my business. Make any more long ass speeches in my face. I'm gonna riddle you with holes. We coo. She turns and walks away, Steve trailing. Clean sits as he talks to his boys. Girl liked the sound of her voice to his doubled over bodyguard. Walk it off, man. Walk it off. Steve and Diane arrive back at the bar where Griffin had jo- has joined the others. That's it. The crime lord of the whole everything. He gets a pep talk. Well, I thought we were trying to avoid gunplay. But a little lasso action? This guy's probably connected to Strife. I have a feeling about him. This is why I can't leave you alone. You dress that guy down in front of his crew and it doesn't go your way. The signs don't point to clean. Then what are we doing here? Well, I'm celebrating, people. We've been doing some big-ass good and we earned a little swagger. (laughs) That we did. The bartender comes up to them with a small glass of red wine. For the lady... That's how bartenders talk. <laughs> Is that from clean? Don't don't drink that. It's from upstairs. Diana looks over where the bartender indicates. Angle. The stairs are roped off. A guy quietly turning away a hip young couple. 
Diana takes the glass, looks at it, takes a sip, and drains the entire thing, puts it down, looking thoughtful. I have to dance. Never drink an open drink. <laughs> you gotta watch him pour it in the glass. Like. Yeah. Without another word, she moves from them, walks easily through the crowded dance floor. You gonna dance with her, man? Me? Why would I? He turns to the bar, deliberately not looking. Diana reaches the middle of the floor. She raises her arm and holds still, turns her palm in and brings her arm down with a ritualistic rigidity. This could go very badly. Then she moves her leg back and turns, fluidly, a curve rippling up her body as she folds into a dance that is sensual, ethereal, and wicked sexy. This is not a warrior march. Though it remains idiosyncratic, it is neither out of place nor unnoticed on the crowded floor. Did this come out after Spider-Man 3? <laughs> That's exactly how I'm picturing it. <laughs> Thank you. Because I really wonder, like... Flipping her emo, greasy hair out of her eyes. When did Spider-Man 3 come out? Mm, You're the oh. research queen. Uh, what's your guess? What's your bet? Well, let's see. The first one was 2002. I'm going to say 07. So probably after this. So it's before Joss could see how bad an idea. I'll take eight. Okay. The main character dancing is. What's your guess? I mean, 2002 plus six, 2008-ish, yeah. 2007. She is. She already knew that answer. She just was like. You just can't let me have this. She was looking at it. Yeah. And she she was like, I'm going to. No, no, no. You just already knew it. He just already knew it. She just wanted to shine us on. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to guess 2007. No, I already fucking knew that. You guys are dumb. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're right. That was the evil plan all along. <laughs> Clean. <laughs> so Sam Raimi read this and was like, you know what? Yeah. We're going to do a dance number. Peter Parker needs to dance. Ugh. And he did. God, did he. Ugh. Um, then she uh, did that, uh, angle Griffin and Ben watch enraptured. Are you watching this? It's like Christmas. <laughs> God. <laughs> angle Steve stands at the bar, but his eyes are on the mirror where he can see her just as well as anyone. He would never admit he's entranced <clears throat> angle Diana from above. As she dances, dances, the camera tilting down to reveal that it was on the mirrored ceiling and we are actually at eye level with her as she continues to move. The beat gets fiercer and so does Diana, shaking and tossing her hair. Our Euro trashy guy moves to her, but she turns unseeing. A Rasta guy nudges out Euro, who grabs him and as the dance gets more frantic, Rasta gives Euro a shove, sends him flying back, but slowly... Everything is moving slowly. Diana stops. Everyone save her is slowing to a dead stop, some in midair, and everywhere there is strange silence. Diana looks around, sees, angle, the stairs. As the intimidating club guy is looking right at her, he unhooks the rope, stepping to one side. Diana makes her way toward him, curious, as the camera follows through the stilled throng. Till Diana reaches the stairs, passing the club worker who puts the rope back and angle, the rope latches back and real time starts again, everything continuing as it was. Interior, green room, moments later. Diana enters a huge, lush, but quirky private room. Colorful and retro, like its occupant, who stands with his back to her at the bar, mixing a drink. As she crosses toward him, The camera rises to show that the floor is the other side of the one-way mirror on the dance floor ceiling. That's weird. Diana almost appears to be in midair as she walks over the writhing crowd. Who wants to be Bacchus? (laughs) I like that you knew you needed to dance for me. And it was worthy. I mean, for a girl who's never seen a soul train even once, you can bend a bit. It's pleasing to me. 
but not nearly as pleasing as the way you handled clean. Fingers on triggers and you throw down with a badass motivational speech. Not gonna squat, but heavy, heavy kudos. A good surprise is really hard to come by. He turns, holding a drink with an umbrella. He's funky, unassuming, cute in a sheepish kind of way. For all the goof, though, there's steel in his smile. The guy is a god. And you were a surprise. Dionysus. Bacchus! The Romans. They came and changed all our names. How random is that? <laughs> a lot of the gods wouldn't go for it. But I like Bacchus. It swings. I was told the gods were dead. Yeah, well, most of them are. Athena? Deader than Elvis. Who's a guy that's dead after your time? <laughs> a god exists because people believe in it. Worship is a thing. Goddess of wisdom? Not hanging in. Not today. Raises his drink. But nobody ever stopped worshipping wine. Or war. Ares, yeah. It's his world now. I mean, Aphrodite's still looking good. But not for publication. I think she's had some work done. <laughs> also, she's out of her mind. This whole world is mad. You're not wrong. And you do nothing. Worse. I've seen what you provide to the people out there, and it's a good lot stronger than wine. They're crippled by lusts and addictions, and you use all your power to do what? Watch and laugh? You're a feisty little filly. Let me ask you this. He picks her up with one hand and slams her onto the bar. Doesn't even spill his drink. Are you a god? Because I am. And I'm used to being addressed like one. Why am I here? He lets her up. Ares, he's not playing by the rules. He strolls away as she rises, coughing. He's casual again. What <coughs> rules does a god have? Why does nobody get this? I'm a god, yeah. But I'm also only a god. Wine and revelry, it can bring men together or tear them apart. I can't choose which. Humans choose. More and more, they choose blindness. They choose hate and isolation. It's major mojo for Ares, and he wants more where that came from. There's war everywhere. Why would Ares need more? Why do billionaires cheat on their taxes? He gives her a shrug. It's answer enough. And you can't stop him. Because it's against the rules. Back in the day, Zeus wanted to manifest in animal form for some hot girl on swan action. <laughs> it wasn't that big a deal. It's a trick. It's trickier now. I come down to party, but that's it. Ares doesn't come at all. But he has strife. Heard you two been mixing it up. Pretty intense. Guy's not a featherweight. Then where is he? Why doesn't he challenge me? Is that what your little crime-busting spree is all about? Riling strife? You gotta be thinking bigger than that. Tell me what you brought me here to tell me. You are so much like your mom. Have you heard the name Spearhead? She shakes her head. You've seen the building. Tall, shaped like some guy seriously overcompensating. <laughs> well, that's Ares' base. Technology, which means weapons. The best and latest, and that's just their day job. Their mission is misery. Ares is stepping over the line, and I think Gateway is going to be his footprint. Why do you care? I lost New Orleans. Think about that. Besides, I like this place. Just like you do. It's lively. Spearhead. What am I looking for? Arabella Callas. She runs the joint. Direct conduit to Ares. 
She's like Medea without the maternal warmth. You want to get near her. Might need a little more subtle look. Your boyfriend can help you with that. I don't have a... Who? The pilot. Trevor. Don't even bother, Diana. What's happening between you isn't chance. It was predicted by the oracles millennia ago. It was? <laughs> no. <laughs> but check your face when I said it. There's something going on. He's a good man. He's beneath you. She stiffens at the insult. No, I mean, literally. He's there. He points down and she looks. Angle, Steve, seen from above, through the floor, searching through the crowd for her. I like the guy. Kind of crabby, but he's in there. He's fighting. Could be useful. Or he could seriously get in the way. She looks up at Bacchus. He's clearly serious now. War has casualties. Gotta know what you're willing to trade. A moment. Thanks for the drink. She goes, as the camera pulls away from Bacchus. Wasn't that cool? I'm working on another one that makes everything intensely sort of... Clad. I'll hook you up. Fade out. I like your Bacchus. Yeah, I love your Bacchus. Yeah. It's so fucking good. Like, yeah, it's really good. Like you sold it perfect, yeah. and then they described it. And I'm like, oh, you fucking <laughs> nailed it! Like, thanks. I was uh, I was using um, as soon as I read the word Bacchus, I I used uh, Varus as my inspiration. Oh right, yeah, the spider. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. It's very American Gods. Yeah, yeah. That whole twist, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it really Nancy. is. Someone was reading some Gaiman when he wrote this. You know, I love Joss Whedon's writing, but he he's no Gaiman. I mean, who is? Neil Gaiman. <laughs> Just the one. There is only one. There really, really is. So, um, still not so much misogyny. Uh, I don't know. Could have done without the sexy dance number. Yeah, that would that wouldn't have at happened. At least it if was it a Clark Kent, At least it was you know? a plot point, though. Like, yeah, but like I, they I, would it, never. It made make, sense. I like, love that it ended up being motivated. Yeah, but they would never have Bruce Wayne go and have to do a sexy dance to bring Bacchus. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> I'm gonna do it for Gotham. Yeah, but really, think about how Batman must dance. <laughs> it's got to be like. An he walks awkward his. goth kid dance, sort of. Oh man, like under the bridge, that video that you see. Boom, sort of like boom, 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 angry. <laughs> Probably better than me. So no matter what the music is, he's just like angry with like chops and <laughs> short, quick motions. I am dancing. <laughs> Get to the beat. I don't know. It I like just it. Just makes me laugh. It made me laugh. Kelly's not laughing. I mean, I just know he still probably dances better than I do, so. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, same. <laughs> so, um, Josh, everybody knows that you do voiceover work at joshuajbaker.com. Is that right? That's right. Yes. That's true. But apparently, you do some video stuff as well. I do. Hmm. I do do video stuff. Uh, Tell us about those videos, videos, Josh. <laughs> Tell us about the what? Videos. I'll, I'll tell you about the videos. Uh, so I do, I actually have a contract with the Grand Fondo National Series. Grand Fondo means big ride. It means riding bicycles. You may uh, recall Kelly asking him about his 100 mile bike ride at the beginning uh, of the show. Yeah. So that was some subtle setup. You're welcome. <laughs> and you just, you just Thank backhanded you. me for it. Did I? Yeah. I don't remember when you that. you called me a fat ass. Oh. Yeah. I didn't mean it. Mm. Love you. Yeah, we'll see. I do. She was using her social media prowess to set up a one hour in advance. That's true. That for you. That's true. Set up with the layup. You yep. got so many assists in this podcast today. <laughs> Anyways, I do video. Yeah, and I'm, I do video for the Grand Final National Series. I also do uh, small uh, productions locally for small businesses here in Atlanta, um, which is actually doing really well for me right now. Uh, so if you want to see any of those things, you can email me at me, me at joshuajbaker.com, and I will send you my portfolio. Sounds good. Kelly, what you got? 
a lot of mental trauma over the cosplays I'm currently working on. Come follow the fun at uh, X Kira Kelly, X K I R A K E L L Y. Uh, I don't have any work in progress up there yet because I'm waiting to make sure that it doesn't all crash and burn. But once I do, you'll see some uh, work in progresses put up there. You know, this isn't posting for three weeks, so maybe it will be up by then. Ooh, yeah, true. Yeah. Maybe, unless it all burns in a fire. You, this, you always forget that we're in the future when we do this. True. My current costume is nicknamed St. Elmo's Fire because there's so much electricity running through it. It actually could set me on fire. So I TBD. can't wait. <laughs> If you don't hear from me in the next script, it's because I'm probably went up in flames. All right, guys. So um, please follow us. Click that subscribe button on whatever platform that you are listening to this podcast on. Do tell your friends if you want to leave a review somewhere. Feel free to do that. You can also follow us on social media. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash table reads. We're on Instagram and Twitter at the table reads. And that's all the social media that we really have the time or energy for. But we would love for you to, again, tell your friends. We want more people listening because we're ego-driven maniacs. Whoa. And I'm breaking things, which is a good sign that it's time for us to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening, and we will miss you. This podcast was created by Sean McBee. For more, visit TableReadsPodcast.com. Cut to black. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.